Jackson and Nikki. Welcome, welcome to Bottle. This has finally happened. Thanks for finally having us on <laughs> together. Yeah. What are we here for? What's the agenda, Jackson? Because you keep saying there is no agenda in the podcast, and um, you know you just talk shit. But let, let's have you host the program today. Well, it's your job as host to guide us along our journey, isn't it? <laughs> this is an That's, hour of your masterpiece. Yeah. Right. That's what you always say, but no, it's a, it's legit a pleasure to have you both um, on the podcast because um, I've been looking forward to this forever. And uh, a few of my uh, listeners who do listen to the podcast. Listeners? I didn't know you had those. Um, they are really a big fan of the show and they've listened to your episodes, Jackson, and they know you're the shit talker. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is people find you funny and I'm I don't it's just find you funny. I'm hilarious. And you just don't want to admit it. No, but you've been on the podcast for quite a few times. And Nikki has been on um, the podcast once when I was when it was just starting. I think the fifth episode, the fourth or fifth. Baby steps. Baby steps <laughs> with Nikki Wilder, and um, a few um, people listened to the episode as well. And it was very heartwarming to see what the reactions were, and especially the fact that you're so passionate about what you do, which is uh, midwifing. Midwifery. <laughs> that was a two-hour podcast. Did you learn nothing? Uh, no, midwifery. Sorry, midwifery. Um, and um, the passion really shows. So it's it's an honor to have you both on the podcast. We've been talking about it for a while, haven't we? Yeah, it's been one of those things that we're like, let's get together and do a podcast. I know. It really just not. has not happened. No, it was going to happen just after we got married, and that was like two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what a day it was. And I've mentioned this quite a few times as well um, you know, on the podcast, uh, that I played music on it. You, right. were the, you were in charge of music. You were music director. Yeah. You had the hard job of having to press the button play for, mm. was it the intro no, and the exit the, song? Oh, well, the whole thing, really. It was the intro the song, intro. the exit song, and the dance. And the signing as well. Yes. The signing. And, and the signing, the songs yes. for? I know. The one by Cordeline. He even got his own song in there. It, 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 it was a very nice day. And uh, I think I've mentioned this quite a few times before. It's it's one of those days you don't forget, regardless of where you go. And as someone new to the country, just making friends, it was such a big honor. So it was such a big honor. And it was, um, it was one of those days that I'll always... And I'll always remember. He's the director of music and he hasn't let me live it down. He always tells me that he's, he was the one that was in charge of music and he could have ruined our day if he wanted to. <laughs> We'd never do that. I think he would have. Not on purpose. No, I, I, I would have never done that. But I was so nervous on that day. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I was, um, I was shaking and I, was, I wanted to make sure that everything works. Yeah. Well, because I told him like we did a walkthrough quickly the day before. And like the time that you had to press play and the time you had to press pause. Yeah. And I even put like the songs in like a playlist to make sure that he played it in the right order. Yeah, that was cruel. We should have brought you through. Yeah. We should have got you to walk through with yeah. us. That would have made more sense. Walk through with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we chose it at the last minute because we were like, we haven't, like that was one of the things that we forgot. Hmm. Like, we didn't think about doing, like well, who's going to play the music. We sort of didn't like think about that. Yeah. Not me. No, and then we're like, we need someone that's responsible. responsible. And for some reason, we ended up depicting Sahil. Of course you did. You know, then I thought about this, right? And then I was like, I was sitting by myself and I thought about this. Why did I get to play the music, right? 
And I'm like, I, I'm sure they were looking for someone um, in the party who would, who, who's not that important, who doesn't really know a lot of people, right? But it's it still going to be there. It was the, it was the person that we could actually trust to get it right. Yeah. Because we know that you're like into that, like music, produ- like production exactly. stuff, and you're really into that. So we're like, we have to choose someone that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it is, it is just press play. But yeah. like, you got to press play at the right time. You got to play the right song at the right time. Yeah. Mm. And you would understand that, like, you know, the timing and everything, like, we're mm. kind of putting on a little show here. Yeah. And you have to care enough to actually press the button at the right time. Because even that, that was before the pod, that was when we were doing the podcast still. It was, yeah. Because we, we, we did two or three of our own, whatever yeah. that, um, the informed halfwits, and yeah. then we stopped because there was a wedding, and then we'd never re up like, yeah, you, you fucked off. We never started again. You started a new job, and then the podcast was finished. Well, to cut a long story short, you fucked off. No, you started a new job and left me behind. Yeah, we've had this discussion, it's like a, a discussion like a thousand times. I know. Yeah. And we always come to the same conclusion. It was yeah, your fault. you fucked up. Uh, fucked up. Um, but I always wanted to ask you this question. Um, you know how, like, the, the wedding day was amazing, right? It was it was a lot of fun. You had your friends and family with you on the day. But you did go for a very small to medium-sized wedding, like, just very close friends very and family. Sm- it was a very small and very short hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. When some people, they prefer to splurge on wedding days, 100%. right? Or even in Asia, where we come from, there's, like wedding days it goes on for five or six days yeah um what was your what's your idea behind a wedding day or what did you go for the kind of wedding that you did i wanted something that like was really like us like we're not extravagant people and i think we sort of like you know we decide on like something that something has a value and then we just keep it so mm-hmm. i think we decide on what was the most important things and decided, like, how much money would we think is acceptable to spend on this one element, and we just, like, stuck with it. And yeah. Yeah. We were quite budgety as well. We had a spreadsheet and everything. Yeah. We were like, this is how this is how much we're going to spend on this. That's our, like, maximum, like, uh-huh. um, on... Even your wedding dress was only, like, a, like $1,000. Yeah. It wasn't like... Mm. Yeah. But it was still what you wanted. Yeah. Violet, the cat, is chewing on the laptop. I'm just fighting. <laughs> she's like, oh, let, let me do it. Let me do the it. The equipment again. alone. Yeah. Oh, I'm she's on the table now. Say, that's it. You're a part of this You're now. You're ruining the podcast. That's okay. She can be on the camera. There you go. Yeah. Just sleep off. Oh, there you go. She's going to attack me in front of everybody now. There yeah. Go. But no, that was, that was such a such a good day. And do you think... Um, do you think the idea of spending so much on weddings or do you think how weddings cost so much? I, d- I don't think it's fair at all. It doesn't but make sense to spend so much money on a wedding that weddings are supposed to be like an intimate yeah. thing. But if you spend like a, like some people spend a hundred grand on like, mm-hmm. like the wedding and it's like, well, what's emotional and like intimate about that? It's just, you're inviting as many people as you can mm-hmm. to make the, most noise that you can for something that's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be something that's close. Yeah. You have to be fair though. Like everybody's different. Everyone has their own yeah. preferences and, you know, some people are loud and they have these huge families and everybody has to be involved or, you know, it's a cultural thing where, you know, 
you want you want everybody that you know to come and celebrate like that day. That's just normal, and I think that's totally fair. Like it's mm. a very personal thing, and like the amount of money that you spend. Yes, some people probably step outside, like you know, mm. um, like they go outside of their their limits, which is you know probably not like for us that would be completely irrational thing to do but for other people like this is the most important thing and so you just like that into, into but I couldn't imagine having to like take out a loan yeah just to have a wedding it's like an incre- like it's an incredible amount of money that some people spend I'm pretty sure the average wedding is like 40,000 or something it's so like a small bad. wedding really yeah and oh, we spent a small wedding would be you know Couple like a hundred or two people. Well, ours in a was nice place. ours was small, and we did it quite well, mm. like sort of on the cheaper side, and it was still you know. Well, there you go. There you go. They've brought there something up. It's pretty close. Yeah, about forty grand. Thirty. Yeah. So that's another. What's that uh, say? Another sixty percent got a loan. So sixty percent of people get a loan. What was that? Who's that for? Oh, is that Australia? Yeah, the average Australian wedding costs thirty six thousand. Thirty six thousand dollars. That's an average Australian wedding. And you were saying forty. Some people spend forty thousand dollars. Forty. I thought forty was around the average. But yeah, look, another sixty percent got a loan just to pay for the wedding. Yeah. But look, like we did, like miss out on some things that maybe we would have liked to do if we had a bigger budget. Yeah, like the like the some debt. Like we didn't have a. Miss out on anything. We didn't have that sort of party yeah. element. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we just had that casual um, finger food, mm. the chatting type thing, and then also it was of, very quick. Yeah. It was. But it was very it was us. quite abrupt. But like it was very us. Like we, we wouldn't have done anything. It was like mm. a massive dance party, which some weddings are. They just yeah. Like, yeah. They're a chance for all the family to meet up once every few years and mm. and party. Yeah, that's the thing about weddings abroad as well. Like. Uh, let's have a look at big fat Indian weddings. I'll, I'll show you a few pictures. It's it's a great thing that we have there here because we can pretty much look everything up. It's like the young. Have you actually got this recording? Or no, it's it's not recording. Also, Dave, can you can you also make sure that your laptop screen is recording? Because my phone. Yeah, because Sahil yeah. did not plan anything. But yeah, I, mean, I remember I remember Raj from work was telling us about his wedding. And the concept is you don't invite a person or, like, a couple. Yeah. You send an invitation to the family. Exactly. And yeah. the family tells you how many people are coming. 100%. Which is cra- that's a crazy idea. I couldn't imagine oh. I couldn't imagine sending an invitation to a family member and them just saying, okay, I'm bringing 30 people. Yeah. That's to meet that expectation. I know. And it's – there you go. That's, that's pretty much a big, fat Indian wedding. That's – but how beautiful. It's it's incredible. That's beautiful. the thing. Is the screen and like you can see where the money goes. Yes. Yeah. You know, all that beautiful like yeah. clothing and the details. It's like, of course. Of course it's gonna cost money. But it's the same thing. Like are they they're doing that to show off or are they doing it because that's what they want to do? See some of these pictures that you see, right? A lot of people can afford this in India. Yeah. But the harsh reality is a lot of parents start saving up the day they have a child yeah. and some yeah, even before they have a child for the wedding. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've seen so many people in Nepal, my friends and family getting 
offers from others, other other families saying, I'll spend X amount of money if you marry my daughter. Yeah. Like it's okay. like on the wedding, like we will on the spend wedding, yeah. this amount of money. So let's we're bringing yeah. to the wedding. So if I'm a family and I have a daughter, I'd come to you and say, I've got $50,000 to spend for a wedding. Please marry my daughter. What about after the wedding though? Like, um, does it, it's kind of, is that where it sort of stops? Like we're going to go all out for the wedding, but uh, then what about like parents and families like supporting them? Like, you know, after they have kids or helping them. Well, over there, there would be a lot more community element to raising a family right there is yeah that's that's one of the best things about uh, Nepali communities like it's very it's a community yeah yeah. Mm. yeah you all live together it's a full like they call this where we're living a community but no one knows no. I don't know who lives do, next do you know your neighbour no. no chance okay. and even if we were getting in the lift together I'd let them go up first so I wouldn't have to do small talk really do you yeah of course yeah that's the thing like even in Nepal like, there's like there's a small community and everyone's waving at each other Everyone knows each other. Yeah. Not not to an extent that you know the entire village, but you know the people living around you. Yeah. And to answer your question, Nikki, yes, um, even after the wedding, there is a lot of support, but with that support also comes a lot of complications. I'll give you an example. So if everyone's living together and if you're a newlywed wife, you come into a family to basically, in, in quotes, to please everyone. Like right. you've got to, you've got to be there for the father-in-law. Yeah. You've got to be there for the mother-in-law. Um, yeah. You've got to be there for your husband. You've got to be there for your husband's relatives because they see you all the time. And in very traditional societies, there is this concept of being a housewife. Once you get married, you don't go to work. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's getting less and less, but it's not the same anymore. But it, it still exists. But yeah, it's, it's less and less in the city, cities. Whereas further out, more in like the village or like the rural communities is it more yeah. the same it's still yeah. sort of that old tradition sort of thing pretty much yeah pretty much like there's there's not a lot of jobs outside the city and obviously when there's not a lot of jobs the priority to get that job is always the, the man in the yeah. house um and that's that's what happens but but yeah that that's that's your big indian wedding for you and it's um uh, it's it's an incredible experience and yeah, with all due respect, if you're a white person, if you haven't attended that kind of wedding, that's one of the things I do want to go to. I want to go to one of those crazy yeah. like because your mum went to one. She did, yeah. And I was actually invited to that wedding, but I and it was like one of those three or three to five day like yeah. whole like things, and she loved it. Mm. Yeah, it was one of those experiences where she's like, "I'd love to go again." Was that in India or yeah? Yeah, yeah. it was here. Oh, okay. So my mum was invited to an Indian wedding. It was her, I think it was her, someone she worked with and like yeah. wasn't super close with, probably had lunch with, but it was her son's wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's not nice. too far away. But then I was also invited. I was like, I've never met you. I've mm. never met your son. But that's how it is though. I know. You would never have yeah. met the, the newlyweds, but... You're going because that's just how it is. Like they it. invite the community. Yeah. That's it. And then we're going to like provide us with like proper like traditional clothing as well, so uh-huh. that we wouldn't like stick out. Yeah. And it was it was really really nice. Like they were actually very very welcoming about it. And yeah. Um, I decided not to go to the actual wedding because I was like, what am I actually going to do? Yeah. yeah. And I felt almost like I was taking advantage. Like this is somebody's wedding, mm. and I was going for like just to have a good time. 
and oh, that's where you go. Kind of selfish. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not like that. It's that's why I have this conversation so many times with a lot of people. It's like it's it, it's it's a very individualistic society here, and it's very natural for you to feel that way. Yeah, um, you feel self conscious because yeah. you don't know what it's like to be part of that group, like bigger picture yeah. type thing. Like, what am I going to offer to this day? Exactly. But you don't think about that. Uh, I had this conversation with, I had, I used to have this conversation with Dev so many times. It's like, um, you know, when we were still in university and colleges, it's, I'm not sure if you remember this there, but I, I used to tell him it's, it's okay if you sound dumb in this, in this contract. It's okay if you sound dumb, but you have to sound as in you have to say something. Yeah, it's right. A, like you can't, can't just pretend that you know what you're doing. Yeah, you have to acknowledge that. Or, or, or you can't stay aloof all the time. Like you can't be by yourself. Like you've got to, you've got to at least offer something on the table mm. in any in any situation, whether it be in the office or university. And you see this more often um, in, in in the immigrant community, as in a lot of people who prefer to spend time with their kinds of people or prefer to spend time by themselves you always have the same surrounding you, mm-hmm. you never really go out of the bubble you don't really go out of the conference you're not really getting any experiences yeah that are developing you in any way i understand and, and the culture here only accepts you if you if you sound or yeah. if you if you if you say something right. it doesn't matter if it's dumb or not you just you just have to step out and that's it be a part of something that's it yeah yeah you can be an introvert, like you can spend your weekend in the house or, you know, watching TV or whatever. But when you get out of that door, you really got to show something that yeah. you can offer. Otherwise, you'll always be in the same position. And that's what some people do with their wedding. <laughs> they make a wedding that is so big and so grand that... They make a statement. Yeah, that's, that's what a lot of weddings are. They're statements. Like, this is, this is what we are, sort of thing. Yeah. Can you turn the AC off? It's getting a bit cold for me now. You're such a... You, don't you live in Canberra? I do. Aren't you used to, like, cold temperatures? It doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's been hotter right it, It's right at me. Look at that. Oh, it's, <laughs> look, it's right what if I turn it. it the other way? What do you mean? I'm also a little chilly. I don't know which way that's going. Oh, that's lowering. Oh, no, that's up, yeah. I'll Just turn it off. I'll turn it off, but I'll turn it back on when yeah. the hill turns around and says... I'm a little bit hot now. <laughs> no. So how long have you been together for? As in, when was the first time you saw Nikki and Nikki you saw Jackson? When was that? What year? What year? Um, 2009. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We started dating in March 2010. Oh, wow. So that's 12 years now. Yes. March Coming into 12 years. Coming into 12 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like... Can you now imagine, okay, how do I phrase this? It's, we'll put it this way. Did we make a we're, mistake? No. <laughs> we're, we're basically three years away uh-huh. from being together longer than we haven't been together. Oh, wow. Yes. That's, you think about that. that. That's what I was getting at. So yeah. we've been together for 12 years and we were, what, 15, 16 when we got together? Yeah. So we're coming up to a point where we've been together for longer than we haven't. Wow. Never thought of it like that. No. no. It's all hitting you at once, is it? <laughs> do, do you now feel like you're, you're both an extension of each other? As in, it's just Jackson. Jackson. It's Jackson. How do you? How do you? What do you think when you think of Jackson now? 
God. <laughs> That's a well, loaded question. Most yeah. of the time when she's thinking of me, I'm saying something stupid, so yeah, that's true. she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Stop making me laugh at stupid shit. You are a silly boy. <laughs> a very silly boy. I'm hilarious. That's cute. And all the listeners know. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a shit talker. Such yeah. a shit talker. Yeah. But he's a little bit different when it's just us. Yeah. Nice. I also yeah. don't like other he's people. He's a bit more sincere, a bit more loving, a bit more... Really? Yeah. You couldn't imagine <laughs> it. I can't, I can't, I can't see him that we way. We have a bit of baby talk. Yeah? Yeah. You're going to okay. out me on the podcast. Let's be real. That's right. No one listens to it anyway, so it should be okay. We're pretty cute. Yeah, you are. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it's like a, it's like a dream couple. And um, I think of a couple. I think of people together. And I think of Jackson and Nikki. That's it. And even Sam, um, our friend and old manager, he keeps mentioning, like, it's, it just goes hand in hand. Jackson and Nikki, they just go hand in hand. Yeah, I've heard that a few people say that. Too. Yeah. But there's other people that we've, that we've thought of like that and that have broken up. Yeah. So it's not always a good thing to be, like, so... Too comfortable. Combined, Too I guess. True. You still need to have... Like, I don't know, people that we know, like, we just thought, oh, they're together and they're going to get married type thing, and it's just... Yeah, although well, they'll just be So I guess it's more than just combining your lives. It's about what sort of connection you have. Yeah. And it's also about, I guess, more than what's on the picture, right? For example, what, I'm, what I mean yeah. by that is... More than face value. Yeah. What I mean by that is I just found out yesterday that a couple um, that I really admired, a smart husband, beautiful wife, funny, smart as well they are not going to be together anymore and yeah. it was shocking for me yeah Isn't i couldn't it devastating? It. it is it is crazy it when like burst the bubble when everyone. like someone's together for so long and you're just like okay well that's just how it's going to be and then all of a sudden it's yeah. just like gone it's just crazy and i found out the news yesterday and i'm like whoa so you know I'm, i may sound a bit selfish but it kind of made me feel better in the sense that you know, what we see on social media or whatever we see outside, it's mm-hmm. it's not always glitters and gold. Well, it's done for a reason. People try and make their presence online better than what it really is. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they, because that's the same. It's the same sort of thing as bloody weddings. It's yeah. about making your make. It's about making yourself seem better than you really are. Yeah, I guess. Mm. I think we were having this conversation uh, when you last came to Canberra that you know. We were taking pictures of the food and we were talking about how embarrassing Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, they're sending me photos right now. What the hell, then? I'm like, come on. I thought your phone was not working. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, <they're... laughs> we're about to get intimate over here yeah. and he's just making calls and stuff. I'm like, you're sending me messages. Um, but no, uh, where was I? Yeah, I think taking pictures of your food and taking pictures of where we go or where you are, I think it's okay for me at least. But it's not okay if you're trying to make the situation appear better than it actually yeah. is. And a lot of people are doing that. That's how they they want people to perceive them as doing better than they really are. And I think that's kind of what it, it can be a cultural thing because as like when you're younger, especially mm-hmm. in like a an Asian household, 
Yeah. You're always compared to like your family or your cousins. Like, oh, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing this like your cousin is, or why aren't you doing that like your yeah. relatives are? So I, I think there's a bit of that in there too, because it's like, well, now I need to make myself seem better than the situation really is. I sort of thing. am. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just a, so depressing, right? Yeah, it's because it, everyone's con- you're constantly comparing yourself to other things. Mm-hmm. Like even sometimes we're like, well, what should where should we be at here? Mm-hmm. But we're like, well, we're just doing whatever we want to yeah. do because that's what we want to do. Why why should we be concerned about what yeah. we other, are where we need to be right yeah, now? Exactly. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah, and there's no rush. We're just kind of just cruising along and making sure that we hit the goals that sort of we want to hit. Yeah. And we do we do that a lot. We have like sit-down conversations where we talk about uh, what do we want to try and achieve by the end of this year sort of mm-hmm. thing and making sure that they're plans that we make together yeah. and that they're goals that we we achieve together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a sort of part of it as well. It's just making sure that that, that communication and that, mm-hmm. um, what would you call it, like a, like um like shared goals and make sure we're sort of like on the same page. Right, yeah, just make sure we're on the same page. Enabling each other to sort of reach the, the goals that like we want because you know you're not going to be like, working towards the same thing and like helping your partner do the same thing if you don't know what they are. Yeah, true. Violet's hungry right now. God, I just got that. You're gonna have to cut out a whole lot of this podcast. No, that's fine. I'm just gonna keep all. Of this. Where it's just Violet messing shit up. I know. She she's very curious. Look at that. She's a She's not good. She's an asshole. Just get rid of that, would you? Yeah. Come on. Hold that. I wanted to hold something before. Oh, cool. There you go. All right. So, oh, she's gone again. (laughs) That's the thing with (laughs) cats. Are you finished? They're very interested in things. I just Oh, shit. Oh, we're talking about. No, uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, we were talking about how uh, social media is perceived around but Yeah. No, um, I agree. And, uh, you know, I think for 2022 at least, I've made a commitment that I'll use Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as less as I should. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be possible anymore. It's, no. not, it's not going to be possible anymore because... You want to be in touch with your friends and family, right? Yeah. Like everything happens on social media now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything Particularly happens. Particularly the last couple of years because... You can't do anything else. Yeah. Mm. There's no meeting up in person. You have to Zoom and like use Facebook and that sort of stuff to mm. even communicate. Do you find yourself scrolling through social media or TikTok for hours and hours? So much. It's such a waste of time. You just lose your mind. You really yeah. do. But that's how it's designed. It's designed for you to just... I was talking to someone at work today about this. So, like, when you look at YouTube, you watch a video, but then the video ends and you have to click on another video. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's like a process. Whereas TikTok and, like, other medias, you ha- like you just get into this rhythm of scrolling constantly. Yeah. And it's, like, and you're just endless. And before you know it, you've been scrolling for, like, an hour and a half and you're like, what's what am I doing? Yeah. How do, you, how do you plan to detox? Do you have a plan for yourself? Like get away from scrolling for hours on it? I don't know if it's like a... Like a, we've tried deleting apps. 
Uh-huh. The problem is you delete TikTok, but then you go on to Instagram just to keep in touch with, like, your friends, but, you know, from a distance and, you know, just to keep an eye on, like, what they're doing, like, just for fun. And you get into, like, stories and like, the, all same the, thing. the for you sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's TikTok, but on Instagram. And now oh, YouTube. The reels. YouTube like, has yeah, the same thing yes. now. YouTube has reels. Yeah. So you can go through short videos on YouTube now because that's yeah. – like we were talking, we were talking about this heaps of times, but it's like that short attention span that everyone has now. Yeah, and you need those short bursts of interaction to trigger your brain and to keep mm. you entertained. Yeah, and it's like with movies we we're talking about, like how movies always have like it all of a sudden there's just like an explosion. Yeah, for no particular reason. Yeah, but it's enough to get you interested, like back interested in yeah. whatever movie you're watching, whatever it's, show it it's is. It's like an explosion in the curve. Your yeah. attention span's decreasing and then something happens. Yeah, and they know that that's where it's going to happen, so yeah. they place a, some sort of excitement just there just to get you back yeah. into it. Are, are you going to give the same example of The Irishman? Every time we have this conversation, we talk about the same I haven't even watched The Irishman. You talk about the same fucking example all the fucking time. Well, what else you got for me? Give me another movie. Um, because the reason the Godfather, I talk, but the, the reason I talk about the Irishman is because the Irishman and the Godfather are similar sort of movies. Yeah. yeah. But one came out so long ago and had such good mm. reviews, and one has come out now in the time of like the short, sharp bursts of like entertainment that you need, yeah. and it's sort of flop. So it's like. Why has that happened? Yeah. I wonder how many hours people on average spend on social media. Let's make use of them. Keep uh, <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, well, he's just sitting there patting the cat. Like, I'm going to guess four. Four a hours? Day. Four hours a day. What do you think? World average. Because that's my average, I think. Uh, yeah, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say five or six because you come home from work, eight hours of work. Yeah. But on the way to work, you might spend an hour on social media on the oh, way home. Lunch break as well. Lunch break and then you get home and then you're cooking and you're scrolling at the same time. So yeah. I'd say maybe like five or six hours. You reckon? Yeah, I think, I, I think the same. Eight I hours think. of sleep, eight hours of work, mm-hmm. and eight hours of social media. I, I'm going to go balance. a bit... I'm going to go a bit extreme. It's eight hours for me. Yeah. I reckon I six. So. Eight hours. Eight hours is because a lot. Because here's the thing. Because it depends can... on what you count as social media. Yeah. That's how well, see what, what social media doing. would be any, like TikTok would count as social media. now. It yeah. It is, yeah. A, it is a platform. Mm. Like if I was to go onto my phone and see what the hours were, it'd probably be, it wouldn't be that high because I'm working uh, the, the average internet user spends two hours and twenty five minutes. That's significantly can you, than we thought it was. Can you like get that by age? Because I reckon a younger oh, like yeah, a, that's gonna throw out the. I'm I'm thinking like a like a twenty or like a sixteen to twenty five would be high, mm. or something like that. But two hours and twenty minutes—that's nothing. That seems like nothing. That that can't be true. Yeah. Nah, two hours and 25 minutes, that, that's nothing really because I spend, I, I'm not a big social media user, but I know I spend at least an hour on the phone. Yes. Yeah. Just browsing for TikTok. And you would say that you're like a lower end user, like not a, yeah. not a high user of the social media. Yeah. And, and then I think about the time we spend, like how much it um, accumulates to as in, over the course of maybe a year. And I think about, is it really doing us any good? Mm. 
And I don't think so. I really don't think so. I, I think about uh, the past few days. I try to think if I've seen a positive news. I try to think if I've seen anything useful on social media. But not really, no. But that's where you get your news now. Um, you don't get a newspaper. Yeah. Um, I got um, every single time spent on social media around the world, not by A's. Uh-huh. So let me show it to you guys. Mm. Oh, okay. North America, about two, and a, two, two hours and a bit. Okay. South America, three hours and 24 minutes. Africa, 310. Europe, an hour 15. Asia, 216. Oh, wow. Can you scroll down? So it's increasing. So 2012, we spent 90 minutes world average on social networking. Now it's 153 minutes every day. Oh, sorry, not now, but 2019. It's from back then. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Time spent on social media in a lifetime. Is screen being recorded? Yeah. Perfect. Um, Are you doing your job? <laughs> In 2021, the WHO estimates that the average global lifespan is 72 years. And if we assume that many people now start using social media as young as 10 years old, that means the average person will spend a total of 3,462,000 minutes using social media over their whole lifetime. In other words, that's nearly six years and eight months on social media in their lifetime. See, that's not too bad in my opinion. Have you seen that video where they... The guy gets the rice and divides it up into like, what is it? Or is it M and M's? He gets like M and M's, one to represent each, like minute, or something. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, keep, keep that on uh, there for a bit. That, that was very interesting. We spent twenty six years and five months sleeping, eight years and four months watching TV. Do you think TV is going to go down over the next few years? Now I feel oh, like no. yeah. I think it'll swap. Yeah. TV and social media will swap for sure. But also TV, probably like Netflix and that sort of falls under there as well. I think. Oh, does that yeah. fall under TV? It probably does. I think it's not so much like, you know, public TV, but, you know, watching something. Entertainment. Because that doesn't fall yeah. into anything Vig- else. Visual entertainment. Yeah. Or something. yeah. I think it depends on person as well. Like uh, they use Netflix on different devices, not only in TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think for sure. Does. You know what's crazy? Average spent uh, time spent in a lifetime. We spend one year, one year and eleven months socializing. I feel like that's not enough. No. No. That's nothing. And like six years doing something that doesn't really benefit us that much. Like yeah, you kind of get some information out of it, and yeah, I suppose it keeps you connected in in like some way. But I just feel like there's something we could be doing. Hmm. That's a lot more valuable with that time. But one year and 11 months socializing, don't you, you know, we had this conversation when we went to Jervis Bay, right? Like, it feels good to sort of stay by yourself. It feels, just, yeah. it feels good to be a couch potato and just browse the internet. Okay. It feels good to you feel guilty. Um, sorry to interrupt, but That's there's it. an interesting one here. Ah, show us. Yeah, David. So to you. Uh, time spent on social in a lifetime. Oh, okay. YouTube, one year and 10 months. Just on See, YouTube. The reason why I know that this isn't up to date is TikTok's not on there. Oh. Because yeah. that would 100% take over. Like, Snapchat wouldn't be a thing. No, not anymore. Snapchat would have died out for sure. Even yeah. Facebook, I reckon Instagram would be overtaking Facebook in the amount of usage. Yeah. 
because Facebook has now moved to like an older generation of people use Facebook and the younger uh-huh. generation use Instagram. So it's like it's changing like the demographics. Yeah. So do you know how happy my mum is using Facebook? <laughs> it's no, uh, that's something. See, if there's one thing that I'm really glad um, of Facebook ever existing is it's made my mum really happy. Okay, because like she before Facebook, before she was on Facebook, she used to just be by herself or do something. Just maybe go out for shopping. Now she's there posting pictures, interacting with her friends from 25. Oh, she almost fell. From 25. Uh, so, inter- as in she, let me let me clarify, she is in the cat, not my mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my mum fell. Um, but, you know, chatting with her friends from 25 years ago. Yeah. How incredible is that? That's pretty good. When you think of it as like that sort of concept, it's crazy. That- yeah. You can connect with someone that you haven't talked to for like your whole life. Like you, yeah. You talked to them when you were a child, and you sort of lost ways, and now you're connecting again. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to feel that feeling though. Which is what, know, which is what that whole thing was designed for. It was designed to sort of find people and and connect. Whereas I think some people are just using it to waste time. Hmm. What do you think of people creating on it, though? Creating as in, like, using it for, like, now their businesses and, Um, like, it's sort of like an online store? No, just making TikTok videos, just, like, Um, funny videos or something. That's still, that is still a business, though, because, Mm. well... A lot of people do it to make money off it. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think uh, everyone trying to do it is... Is, is the right thing happening? As in... Who am I to judge? Mm. I don't know. It's just the way that the world's building, I guess. It's like being a um, an influencer is like a valid... Is a job It's now. a valid job now. Like yeah. it's... It's... Yeah. But what happens yeah. when people it's stop listening to you? and... I don't know. Then what? Got other skills. Maybe they get into like actual, like traditional sort of marketing jobs because they go, "This is what yeah. you know, people yeah, respond to." And a bit of it, like it's a lot of them are, are kids that kids that are get getting into it, and then that's all they do. Yeah. But what skills have you learned other than talking on the camera? Operating technology. Yeah, but all you're doing, all they do is press play and like. And I not, guess, not necessarily. No. Effects and. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not. It's not just about pressing play anymore. Yeah, but a lot of those people do on. But a lot of those visual stuff. effects are on the app, so the app does it for you. You still gotta like apply it in a certain way that it, you know, is you know, it works and. Yeah. You apply lots of different things, like um, I don't even know the proper terminology because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. But mm. You got your filters, and then you've got like your I don't know your transitions from like. Yeah. You know, all those different things. And yeah, I don't know, it's like a special effects sort of thing. And like, sometimes they're really, really good. 100%. No, I agree. And here's the thing about your point, Jackson. Just because tools exist does not mean you automatically learn how to use it. Okay. Like, there are tools given to you for TikTok, right? But think of the people using the tools in the right manner. I can't concentrate. (laughs) Because of violence. The cat's just doing like. She walked up to the microphone and started sniffing it and then, like, just looked at Dev in the face while he was trying to, like, type <laughs> on the computer. No, she's sitting on the laptop bag, just, like, smacking it onto the table. Like, doing just dumb shit for no reason. I know. 
And she's like, yeah, she, she usually usually like this when you when, you, when you're sitting watching TV. Yeah, she kind of just when we're trying to do something. When we're doing something, she makes it her mission to be a pest. What are we doing? How can I be involved in this? Well, she just wants to see what's happening. Because she didn't give a shit about what we were doing while everything was like being set up and everything. But now that we're sitting and yeah. like looking at each other and yeah. actually doing something, she's like, okay. She's not, not paying involved. attention to up. me now. Yeah. But she yeah, also could what's, be hungry. Some stats, TikTok stats that TikTok reached over 2 billion plus downloads. Can you check what year this is as well? I think this is the latest one. Mm. Two billion downloads. Yeah, but how often do you scroll through something and then you sort of like watch it on loop a couple so of times? Download, that's time that's that. downloading of the app. That's two billion people have downloaded the app. Oh. That's what are we at? Seven billion? Yeah, so reaching eight billion now. That's that's an in, that's an insane amount of people. One hundred percent. Two I that billion. That really fast as well. Like TikTok's only. Like been really big over Maybe the last couple of years. Yeah, but isn't TikTok government backed? Chinese government backed? Is it? I think that was the whole. Remember how we were going to ban it? Yeah, that was the whole problem. It was it was government backed, and they were, and they were worried about what's going to happen with it because it is so heavily influenced. Yeah. But, you know, going back to um, the point you raised earlier, uh, like just because tools exist does not mean that you automatically know how to use it. Mm. And the fact that people use all these tools to create something out of nothing yeah, and actually make you laugh and share it, I think it's incredible. I think it's it's cool when you see it once, but uh, then the, like TikTok, everyone just copies a trend, what's yeah. happening, and then it just becomes like another thing. Like yeah. It's not amazing anymore the one the TikTok videos that I hate the most are the people that just they they've got the video above them and they're just like pointing at it like oh yeah I know that's the I hate like, that like a trend alert kind of yeah thing. and they're just like wow look at this how amazing and it's just yeah. like pointing at it I know I know yeah. I hate those videos and I hate the videos where it's just like the like the duet uh-huh. But they're yeah. just sitting there watching it and I was like what oh, what are yeah. you adding what are you adding to this video? No, nothing. But when you see something when yeah. you see something that's Cool, or even like, because it's great for DIY like tips, yeah, like life hacks, like life yeah. hacks and stuff. Because it's just like a quick video and you watch yeah. it. That's exactly what Sarah was saying today as well. Like, if you want to watch a recipe or like twenty-five second recipe, yeah, right, it's there. Yeah, but what I hate are the people that just duet it and they're just like pointing at it, like, oh my god, how amazing! And I was like, what are you, what are you contributing? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's not going to go down anytime soon. That's the thing. And well, they tried to make it go down by banning it, and nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, it, it's just too fun. Okay, you know, um, I've said this quite a few times. I, have, you know, Jackson knows that I have, I have opinions about TikTok, and it's it's changed over the over the past few months. You know it, right, Jackson? Like it's I, hilarious. I, I, yeah, I know. And the I first think, time he even like had the idea of TikTok, he was like, "I'm never going to use that." That's that's such a kid's thing to use. I hate it. But we were the same. Yeah, we were. We were like, yeah. Yeah. You know what exactly did it? What did it for us was lockdown. Oh yeah. Because it was the sitting at home with nothing to do. Yeah. And we were like, wouldn't it be funny if we made a joint TikTok account and like watch videos together? 
Yeah, and that was a thing. Like we started off sort of like so, early doing it was like a sarcastic as a thing. thing that we did together. As instead of like watching a movie, it was like, oh, let's see what pops up on TikTok and yeah. is it going to be funny? And now we're like sort of on opposite ends of the <laughs> of the lounge room, like uh, mindlessly scrolling through our. Right. But then like now. sending videos to each other from the lounge, and it's like, why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. But it's so weird. It's weird how it's just taken over. Yeah. yeah, it has. Like I've heard ads on TV for it now. I'm like, what? What? I know. From where? And it's it, businesses are getting on TikTok as well. Hundred percent. And, and they're making advertisements. Over um, what? Advertisements. They're making advertisements as a TikTok video, as if it's a TikTok video. Have and you seen those? I've seen. Have you Have you seen? Was it Duolingo? No, I haven't. No, oh, I haven't. the language app. Yeah. 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 And. They comment on everything, and the the because oh. their their um mascot is like that bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've they that, and yeah. the bird is like harassing people and stuff in like videos, and they post it. Really, but it's building up their their following. Yeah, and people are actually watching it. And a lot of brands are on TikTok as well. Like the yeah. other day, right? I was making a, a page for the podcast, and. I made a creator's page, like a business page for the podcast, yeah. and I was working on it. I was putting my bank information or something. I'm not, I, I don't remember what actually. But then the next day, someone from TikTok called me. What? what? Yeah, someone from TikTok in Sydney called me saying, hey, you made a page. And I'm like, this can't be real. Like, companies don't call people. And they, they gave me my information. And I'm like, whoa. All right, so you're actually calling me from TikTok. And they wanted to check why I stopped creating the page or why I got stuck and what my experience was like. And that, that, that was really good. And it also made me think TikTok is so small right now. Like, like you said earlier, it, it's been around for, what, three years? It, yeah, it's not, not very long. But when was TikTok found? Um, but it's really kicked off. Yeah, three years. It's so small right now. And there's so much to do. There's monetization. It's like, if people want to earn money from it, you can't do it right now. I think they they've got the system of gifts. As in, if it's like an ad type that you have to, well, you get paid by a company to show their stuff in a TikTok. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, so twenty sixteen. That's not long ago. Twenty sixteen. That's less than five years. I think TikTok had different name earlier. Really, musically or something like that, and then it turned to TikTok. You know that like shipping's about? Really? Yeah, that's what I think. Let's have a look. Oh, the trusted Wikipedia source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, it was a... It is a Chinese um, brand. Yeah. Yeah, Ada. Oh, uh, Musical.ly. Because I remember, oh. I remember Musical.ly. That yeah. was a that was an older thing with a similar sort of concept. Yeah, yeah. But it, was like, it was all about music though. More about music, so you'd sing along and stuff, and then you post it. Yeah, yeah. short lip sync and comedy videos. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, so that's crazy that it's like it developed from um, just like an app where people would share things, and now it's just like yeah, it's crazy. I, I was just thinking of something. It was in relation to Musical.ly. Oh, no, it was in relation to China um, and the TikTok ban. Yeah. Did you know the Chinese version of the TikTok? You know how they banned gaming for um, under 18? I heard that, yeah. They have certain restrictions now. 
So the TikTok version in China for under 18, it only shows you content regarding science, mathematics, technology, something that's like history, something yeah. that's actually oh. useful or something that you learn in schools. It's crazy how they release this thing to the world that you can do whatever stupid shit you want, but for them, they're like, no, nah, we got to make it so that you're actually learning. I know. It's, it, it's, it's like they're... They're trying to impose this, you know, way of doing things yeah. on the population. And it's, and I was listening to this podcast with, um, with, the, uh, with one of the uh, executives of Google from back then, from 2010. He also made The Social Dilemma, the, the documentary. I've heard of it. I think I've watched it. I have watched it. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I've watched it. It, it, yeah. it took the, um, the population by storm back then. And they were talking about how China is doing this. And they were also saying, like, it's, it could be the way to go. It could be the way to sort of make sure that people consume content in a more organized fashion rather mm. than everything and anything. Um, because of misinformation or people perceiving the wrong information, like, what do you do? But then that's also restrictive in, like, I don't know, because over there you can't speak about certain things. No. Because they don't want you to know about it. Mm. So it's very, like, you can't search up Tiananmen Square. No, you can't. You no. can't. It just doesn't exist on the internet. Yeah. It's like, it just it never happened. So, like, that's like a, that's an extreme version of control that control, they have. Yeah. But maybe the middle ground is, is something, I don't know, I, I don't think the t- Technology should be controlled at all. No, I don't think so. Except in certain cases, such as you know, maybe um, making sure you know child pornography does not exist, mm. or it's not being used to fake someone's identity. Or something what about like in China, where they banned Winnie the Pooh because someone said that it looked like their um, president? Really? Yeah. They would, oh wow. They would they would say that he looked like the president, yeah. or like to to make fun of him, and they banned Winnie the Pooh. You can't you can't search up Winnie the Pooh in China. He doesn't exist. Oh wow, that's that's funny. A child's cartoon. And that's the problem. Like it's the powerful people that have the control over all of this sort of stuff, and they just use it to do whatever they want. Yeah, to suit them. Yeah, you know, China. A, a lot of movies and films, the American movies and films, they change versions for China. They make yeah. versions for China. They make it more China-friendly. Yeah, but China does not do the same for people around the world. Yeah. I've heard of such racist movies, racist Chinese movies that exist, but they don't They don't really care because no. they don't have to adapt to the rest of the world, whereas the rest of the world has to adapt with China. Because we're so dependent on what they're feeling and what they're doing. Yeah. That we can't, we can't sort of do anything about it. Mm. We need China, but they don't need us. Yeah. Sort of thing. How do you, how do you feel about... Australian-made products. When I say that, not just about food, because I think majority of the food is grown in Australia. That's that's not a problem. For not us. not necessarily. No, no. I mean, most of it is, but even like, because you say we grow, say you're in a certain area and you grow mangoes. Mm-hmm. Those mangoes are sent all the way to like a different state, then sent back to your state from a different state. Like, it's not... You don't get, like, locally grown. Yeah. That's a, that's a new thing that they're trying to do is get locally grown stuff 
from the farms into the same sort of area because mm. a lot of what happens is it just gets imported and exported. Mm. So they just all the stuff that we sell here gets sent overseas and then we import stuff that we're already growing. And I say, what's the point? Yeah. Just to keep like trade deals and stuff alive. Mm. Well, what do you think of Australian-made consumer goods? Let's say, for example, consumer Australian-made coffee machines or furniture that that's made here and you have made, let's say, 30% of the cost. Pay a little bit more, but you consume everything that's made in here, inland. To support the economy, as long as it's going to the right places. Yeah. Mm. See, a lot of, I don't know, I don't trust a lot of what happens with those sort of grants and those sort of things in Australia because it is a lot of give it to a mate. Yeah. Let's give all this money to this company, but the company is run by someone's politic, uh, politic friend or something. It's like it's very dirty sort of work as long as it's like actual creators that are, or like yeah. you know, craftsmen that are doing it. Yeah. Because they're doing it, then hundred percent. Not like support labor. like small business, well, like, like local small businesses that just happen to be Australian. Yeah, but not like yeah. let's do Australian made, but let's all buy from Harvey Norman or some mm. garbage. But Harvey Norman is a mate with some bloke that's in yeah. politics, and he gives him grants and money and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Like it's actually owned by somebody who doesn't even well, like not Australian. Or um. Like Harvey Norman with the uh, disaster payments. What happened then? Did you hear? So they were getting disaster payments or like they'd reduced the amount um, of mm. whatever it is and they made a profit. Oh, okay. And then, like, that, after disaster no, They were making a profit out of making profit yeah. out of COVID. Oh. But they were still getting disaster payments. And I was like, why are you getting disaster payments if... You're making, making profit. If you're making a profit, where's the... Online shopping. Yeah. Where's the disaster part? What's the disaster? Yeah. There's no disaster. They're making money. Even without the the disaster payments, they were making money. Yeah. But it's the it's the system that did that. Yeah. Like it, it's legit the system. It's but not, it's crazy, like people were staying home for seven hundred and fifty bucks a week. I know. They didn't want to go so they didn't want to go back to work anymore. I know, it's crazy. And I was working the whole time earning that amount. And I was like, what's the point? Yeah. Right? People working full time making the same money. Making like eight hundred dollars after tax, yeah, and then people staying home and doing nothing, getting seven fifty. Wow, is, is Australia the one of the richest governments in the world? I don't know if we're rich, but I think because our population, we're able to mm. work things a little better. I guess maybe yeah. like top twenty. But the yeah, thing, hundred percent. I don't know. The thing about the, disa- the, the disaster payments is that people that actually live on like Bennett, like benefits that need them, like people that have a disability or people that can't find work, they don't get enough money to live. No. But all of a sudden you can give $750 to every single person that's not working. Yeah, without even looking at like how much does that person normally Well, yeah, without doing – you know how hard it is to get on Centrelink and stay on Centrelink? So hard. Because I've I've done it before because of – I think it was student payments or something. Uh And you have to provide your parents – Income. Income, and then you have to, every Assets. few weeks you have to show them that you're applying for jobs and all this sort of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, it is so hard to keep that. Yeah. But, and even then they do reviews and they check stuff and they're yeah. always doing audits on your accounts and things. Freeze your payments until they're like absolutely sure that. But then all of a sudden they're just like, hey, we're going to give everyone 750 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So many people like 
you know, living their normal lives and then adding money to like their savings and building up a little nest egg. 100%, yeah. People that were working, working just the amount that they had to without losing any of the disaster. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. What did and you then show? on top of that, the friggin' healthcare workers, I think in 2020 they wanted to, like, you know how they sort of have, like, a 3% pay increase mm-hmm. just to keep up with, you know, rising cost of living? Mm-hmm. They wanted to scrap that. For healthcare workers? For healthcare freaking oh. workers. The healthcare workers, the ones that are keeping the, yes. the nation going, they're like, Thank you know you. what? Thank you, but, but also, uh, we're not going to pay you. But here's a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, round of applause. We'll give, always- you, we'll give you a round of applause, but we're not going to give you any extra money. No. While you're at the front line. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy how at one point you you feel like it's it's not fair anymore. No. Yeah, right? it's crazy. It gets to a point and you're like, no, nah, this is this is, enough is enough, and you see the system and it's not working. No. Like people receiving seven hundred and fifty dollars, whereas the other person working full time getting the same. Yeah, and homeless people Less. not. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Homeless people struggle to get settling. Yeah. Because you have to have a place of address. Yeah. And that, that was, that's one of the, the biggest bullshit statements I've ever heard. I know. Yeah. We were in the car when I told you this. And I'm like, yeah. it's so hard for someone to get settling payments because you need somewhere for your mail yeah. to go. And if you don't have an address because you're fucking homeless, they're like, oh, the process is much longer. Mm-hmm. And if, the other thing is when you're homeless, you may not have all the paperwork that you need. Yeah. Do you even have yeah. a license or a birth certificate or a passport? Mm. Nine times out of ten, no. No, you don't. Then you've got to apply to get a photo card yeah. where you need your birth certificate to get your photo card, mm. but they've never had their birth certificate, and it's just like a round and round circle. That's why they just... It's, it's crazy, it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was when when you told me that that you've got to have an address to even get settling payments. I'm like, whoa! How do homeless people even survive that? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's crazy. So, uh, well, what did you find then? We're thirteenth. Yeah, we're thirteenth largest economy in the world. But mm. this is the survey of 2020. 2020. Yeah, okay. that's right. Um, it's investopedia.com. Can you can you see the number? Let's start from top ten. Sure. sure. Number one, the U.S., of course, the population. But the thing with the U.S. is it's even worse than it is here because you have such a discrepancy between those that have money yeah. and those that have absolutely nothing. nothing. And they don't even have health care. Yeah. So it's like there's even worse, like, yeah, they, are, they might look great from the outside when you're going on averages, but when you look at it deeper, it's like, it's it's all it's, it's awful. Who's number two? So number China. Two, China. China. There's another one. <laughs> you reckon that every every person in China is rich? No, no. 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 The hundred percent. There's a discrepancy between the richest and the poorest. There's a billion people there. Hundred mm. percent. The third surprises me, yeah. as in you know, third makes me proud as well of well, that country, even though I'm not Japanese. Well, to think of where Japan have come from, mm. like they would. Destroyed after Bombed. the war. Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki. That was finished and they, yeah. no one trusted them. No one wanted to do trade. Exactly. Them. No one wanted anything to do with it. Same as number four. Number three and number four. Mm. They Both became the same very boat. self-sufficient. That's the yeah. thing. They became very self-sufficient and they wanted to make everything in Japan or in Germany yeah. and they did it. Like I know a lot of German companies now are moving to China, but yeah. Japan... They're still there. Well, Japan, made in Japan used to be the same as made in China. 
But now, what do you mean by like, that? you know, when you see something that's made in China, you're like, oh, it's probably oh, not yeah. good quality sort of thing. That's how Japan used to be viewed. Like, it was like, oh, I was made in Japan. Yeah. But it's, but it's changed that sort of perspective. And it's, if you see something that's made in Japan, you're like, oh, it's, it's good. It's good quality. Yeah. So there is a book called Made in Japan. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. And they talk about how, how, why the nation became what it is. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And I think Japan really makes me proud, especially the fact that limited land, bombed, destroyed, come back again strong. Mm. The UK, not not really surprising. Number six for me is surprising. Yeah. It's like Dev and I, like we grew up in Nepal. We've been, been near India. And it, it's the poverty there is so evident. Mm. But then you look at a certain group of people, the richest in the world. Yeah. But none of them live there. They all live in the UK or they live in Europe. Not necessarily. They live in India as well. Show him the picture of... Um, Is it Mukesh Ambani? Mukesh Ambani's house. And show him, like, you, you'll now see the, the house of the richest man in India, right? I've seen his face before. Yeah. Show him his house. And what, he, he what is he rich? Is he rich through... Like he inherited family. Yeah, wealth. he did inherit money, but then he he's a really good businessman as well. Like, look at that. That's that's his house now. What? That's yes. his house. This is the house. Now it's like a building, but in Mumbai. Yeah, and it is the one of the weirdest um, building or resident ever in the world. In yeah. the middle of the city, mm -hmm. just so it can be above everyone. And else. it's just a few kilometers away from one of the largest slums. In yeah. India. You can probably see it from his top floor. Um, maybe click on the bottom right visit, like five facts about Antilia, the building. Just, yeah. Let's have oh, he's even got his own name. Antilia, yeah, it's called Antilia. <laughs> so that's him. That's his house. That's very familiar. Look it's, at that. Uh, two, two billion. Billion. Two yeah. billion dollars. In, like, two billion in India. There's a money. He's got a lot of teeth. Look at that. Like, it looks tiny, right? But if you go in, it's like that. Yeah. Wow. It's massive. And they got their own temple. I think this, this is the temple. Well, you wouldn't want to go outside. Yeah, why would you go outside if you have your own temple inside? Mm -hmm. And talk about how how rich you are. God, think of the maintenance. Oh, the you, you, you see, I think there's like 3,000 people working there. What the fuck? For... for Family of four. For a small family. Mm -hmm. For a family of four. They're probably half of they're only there half the time because they're on holidays to rest. Keep going down. The home has twenty seven floors. Wow. It's based on natural elements. Looks awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. If it was a hotel, you'd be like, oh that's cool. Sounds like it. this is the most weirdest Six thing. Six floors for cars. 168 cars. Oh my god. And fifth one, it's. It has a snow room. It has its own snow room. Like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard Go read more, maybe there's. Oh, the, the, the five facts. Okay, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Actually, we get five facts. Let's read more. It's no, <laughs> not how it works. You've already read all five. Yeah. But no, man, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. Differences in India, and just you go up a bit. All right, up that one. Click on that photo. This one here. That's like the that building is gigantic compared to like everything around it. Yeah, it's massive. That's ridiculous. 
imagine you're in that city, you're dirt poor, and you see this, like, a car worth a million dollars. Lighting up. Does he have a helicopter pad I mean, on top? Like sure. Like, you know... Two, three million dollar house, then yeah. surely it was twenty-seven. Just have sort of a normal, modest shelter. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, and it just looks so out of place it in does. the middle of that city. It's crazy, eh? Why would you want to? I guess it's that thing about mm. flaunting what you've got. Yeah. Have you watched the movie Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. Oh, that's a really I did. I don't remember it. I watched it in my class. No. It's a movie I can watch again and again and again. Yeah. It's such a well-made movie and it's so much about life. It's so much about India. It's so magical. And I think India is one of the most interesting countries I've ever seen. You'll, you'll know more of what I'm talking about if you ever go there. And see, I don't know. I don't have any fascination with going to India. It just seems overwhelming. It, it is, yeah. I wouldn't blame like, you. I don't know if I could go there just because it feels like it's too much. Mm. The same as China. Mm. I get the same sort of feeling with China. Like a billion people. Yeah. That's a ridiculous amount of people. Yeah. And I don't know if I could, like, just handle it. I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. Like, even now, if I go to Nepal, um, it's... It's crazy the, the, the number of people there are. It's just crazy. Are you peeking into a cup over there? That's my coconut water. I'm going to finish it. You just, sm- you just smash little Mickey's coconut water. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Of you know how expensive that is? That's $7 a bottle. I'll buy you one. <laughs> um, but no, there's so, much, so many people there, and it's, um, it, it's just crazy crammed into a small country. I'm talking about Nepal, not India. Yeah. Um, 28 million people in The same country. population as Australia, basically. Yeah. And Nepal is tiny. It's super tiny. It'd be like New South Wales? I'm not sure, but I think we checked this the other day. New South Wales is slightly bigger than Nepal is. Okay. Because you imagine 28 million, the entire of Australia's population living in New South Wales. Yeah. We have, at the moment, we have like 7 million? 7 or 8 million? Is that population? No, don't uh, like New South Wales population. population. Not in New South Wales. No, oh, not New South Wales. New South Wales is at eight, I think. Mm. So Nepal population is 29.14 million. 29.14. Yeah. And Australia is about 28 or something. And we've yeah. already complained that we have like a, you know, we don't have enough space to the people that yeah. we do have. But, you know. Yeah. But now, as a Cameron, I, I agree. Like the, the roads. Oh, she's trying to describe something. But now it's it, Sydney. You know the fact that I've now spent eight months in Canberra. Yeah, I look at we get it. Now. I understand you live in Canberra. You have <laughs> to bring it up. You've brought up like the six city, times since you got here. The city. Of I hate the roads. I hate the weather. The roads are great. People can't drive. I hate the airport. What else did you say now, in the last two days? I have said quite a few things. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like the rules here. Yeah, we're driving. Even with me, he made complaints about roads. <laughs> like the roads, uh, the drivers. It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's just the fact that Canberra has such big roads and huge roundabouts. Yeah, four lanes here is two lanes in Canberra. I think because Canberra was planned from the beginning like that, whereas here it just sort of happened. That's where most of the cities they just sort of happen. Yeah. And they have to build the infrastructure to meet the demands of the people that are just turning up. Whereas yeah. Canberra, they're just like, all right, this is going to be the capital city. 
let's make it like this. Yeah. But you know how people have this skew towards big cities? Like, oh, I don't think I can live in New York anymore. Or uh, You know how people say that? Mm. I don't think I can live in, in, in the city anymore once you spend so much time um, in the regional or yeah. in a village or rural areas. It's true, man. Yeah. It's so true. It's you, just a different way of life. You're, you're used to seeing no people at all. You go to Woolies or Coles, you drive on the road, there's nobody there. There are people, but it's so livable. It's, yeah. You can breathe. But now I'm on the road up here and I'm like, people are left, right, and center. Kill, what's going to happen when you go back to Nepal? And people are left, right, center, <laughs> behind, and in front. Yeah, but I don't know. That's the thing. It's, it, it's, I think it's all about getting used to it. But. Well, yeah, what, what sort of time period do you reckon it'll take for you to get you? Like, how long did it take for you to get used to Canberra? It took me about five months to get used to Canberra. And the same when you first came to Sydney? Um, yeah, Sydney, no. To be honest, Sydney took me about two years to get really used to. Um, I think because the first two years was a bit um, bumpy for me. Like, I was yeah. paying my university, I was working, I was finishing my assignments. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends. You didn't have a car as well. You didn't have like a mode of transport no. that made, got you around to yeah. see everything. Yeah, and I was living in Epping, which was like, that was cra- I couldn't believe you'd leave there, but that was right next to uni, so it's like, yeah, it made sense at the time. And 21 minutes from the train station where I lived, yeah, and it, it was just a crazy time, but yeah, I got used to it. Now I look back and think, oh man, those days were so good. I remember finishing work or finishing an eight hour shift on the train for one and a half hours, then buying something at Colts near the station and walking 20 minutes home, coming home, making dinner for myself watching a movie or something, going to bed. So good. So good. But it just seemed like so long. I I could not imagine catching a train for an hour and a half. Yeah, but you'd have to do it. I know you said this. I don't don't know. Why didn't you move closer? (laughs) I don't know. I just moved there for uni and then just didn't work. But as soon as you finish uni, you're like, all right, I need to get out of here. Because I remember it was... Because that day that you moved out of Epping, we went and picked up your transcripts that's on it. the same day. So it was like, as soon as you finish uni, you're like, I'm getting the hell out of yeah. this area. How, how good was that day? Do you remember that? Because I remember we packed everything into my car and we drove. Yeah. Did you drive? No, you drove. I never drove in Sydney. Yeah, you did. Remember we went around the block a couple of times? That, that was when we recorded the first ever podcast. Oh, the, the Average Joe, whatever it was. The stories of Average Joe, yeah. Uh, but th- that was Yeah, cool. I remember that day because we were like... You were like, I'm leaving now. Yeah. So let's get everything sorted so I can get out of here. Right. Have to come and back. we went to the university and yeah. we had a couple of beers. Or maybe I drank. You'd we went to the, yeah, we went to the uni bar or whatever yeah. it was inside. How good was that? And yeah, it was such such, such an awesome, awesome day. That yeah. Because yeah. then we moved you into Carlton. Mm-hmm. And then that was when you were sort of in the middle of everything. Like yeah. that was... Where were you? Like a minute from the Carlton station? I know. Two minutes from the Carlton station... Yeah. And 10 minutes from work. Everything was amazing. Everything was like perfect, like right there. Yeah. So I think that was when you started to get into being in Sydney, I think. Yeah, sort of, yeah. But I I think even in Epping, uh, midway through Epping, I was really getting used to the city. Yeah. Um, I think I, I started liking Sydney as soon as I started saving up. I think I'll put it that way. Yeah, when you started being able to yeah. do what you wanted After to After paying $55,000 to the university <laughs> and starting to save up. 
right? It's, it sounds inc- it's, it's insane. So right? disgusting. But it's the story of every international student out yeah. there. It's, it, it's just crazy. Did you have to pay that all by yourself? Yeah. Uh, um, 55,000 minus 12, which was paid by my parents when I first came in. Right. That's it. So whatever, every oh, semester. $43,000 in two years. Working 20 hours a week. Yeah. The math does not add up. It no, doesn't I make don't. sense. It, it doesn't add up, but you, you've got your save, you've got your savings, and I worked for the university as well, which was extremely high paying. Yeah. Um, for a few months at least, like six or seven months. Um, but life just finds a way, man. I don't know no. how I did it. I used credit cards and stuff, right? It was you coming to Optus that really brightened your life. The first day you met me at Optus, Pretty Optus much, yeah. that was when you were like, "This ain't a bad place to be." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But now, um, those days were great. Yeah, right. That was so. When I look back on the days where, like me, you, who else was there at that time? Sam. Sam, obviously. But um, there was like the younger kids, like um, Eric, Donnie. Eric, yeah, Donnie, all those, yeah. all the kids. Phil, Phil, he was there Phil for was a little like bit. Us. Yeah. But yeah, it was like that that crew that we had at that time, and all the parties we went to. Crazy. Caitlin, sorry. All the, yeah, all the parties we went to through work. Oh, they were good. They were, they were amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing, Jackson. You never enjoyed any of that. Every day you came to work, you, you just I never, kept saying to me how bored you were and how you wanted to leave. And I never how you to be in that party. Nikki, correct me if I'm wrong. You kept saying it. Now, now you sit on the couch and you lie to my face. I never have lovingly told you that I enjoyed myself. No. Oh. No, it's um no, but the, the, those days were really good. Like, it's uh, would you consider them like some of the best years of growing up? I think at that point as well, because that was when I was coming to finishing my yeah uni as well, and I was like, it was sort of like carefree, I guess. Like, yeah, you know, like it was just going along and doing what you wanted to. Yeah, but it was good. Like that, those that time period was pretty good. I think because the work was easier. Yeah. Because after that, it started getting a bit harder with the changes to all that sort of stuff. Mm. But at that point, it was pretty good. Yeah. But listen, man, Nikki, as well. Um, this has been this has been fun. This has been fun. I um, I've, I've been wanting to do this for for quite a bit, and um, and again, I say this, you know, quite uh, apologies to my listeners, but I say, I say this quite quite often. Uh, the one thing that I love about the podcast is the conversation and the no agenda kind of thing. And I, I think that worked for me really well. And you like doing the off the cuff yeah, chats now. That's it. And uh, I, I kind of love it. Um, and sometimes, you know, if something's working for you, like. Go with it. Yeah. But no, but thank you. Thank you so much for today. Um, and I, I'm traveling right now from Canberra because I'm from Canberra. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Amazing. He just six months ago. Not even six months. I know. And he's brand new information. Yeah. Show me um, your license. I haven't even seen it. Yeah. You've seen my license. But um, uh, I'm traveling and I'm tired. But just sitting there and talking to you guys, uh, I feel like everything's worth it. And I don't, I don't say this quite often, but um, but now having a friend like Jackson, it's... Um, See, he does like me. He just doesn't like to admit I, it. I've got the courage to say it on... Um, on camera. Yeah, but you can you can cut it out. You're just gonna cut to like me bagging you. Uh, okay, forget I said anything. <laughs> All right, let's just go to the end then. Um, but no, having a friend like um, Jackson, I feel like everyone should have one. And 
he's the kind of person that he doesn't really. Wait, it's my It's like Jackson. <laughs> Jackson does not say, "I'm going to be there for you." You know, call me if you need help, or "Hey, bro, I'm there for you." He doesn't say any of that. But if something happens, he's always there. He's a, that kind of person. Oh, amazing. It's yeah. true. Yeah, like would, you, would you agree? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes he does say it too. Yeah? Yeah. But he doesn't need to. Mm. People just know. People know, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like you, you know Jackson's going to be there. Yeah. Um, but he's always going to fuck shit up. How anyway, dare you? What do you mean? <laughs> what have I messed up for you so far? No, nothing. You just make it so hard, man. Anything. <laughs> you really make people work for it. Yeah. You really have to like me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Um, and um, yeah. I hope it was worth the hype. The hype. I, said, I, I had a lot of fun. Now, the listeners are going to be the judge of it. Well, listeners, how uh, many? I knew that was coming. Three or four? Uh, no, one, two, Anchor, three, four. Anchor.com, where I host the podcast, says I've got eight unique listeners every month. I'm like, okay. That's better than how many listeners do you have, Jackson? I have four. Yeah, how many do you have? How many one, do you have? One, two, three, four. Well, one does not give a shit. It's a cat. Yeah. And <laughs> we can assume just two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Um, I don't know who the listeners are, where they are, but... So how many listeners are you getting, like, a week? Um, so, in total, all of my episodes, they've got 1,200 listens or something. I don't know who these people are. That's um, pretty good. But there's no way for them to get in contact. I mean, even I, I've been like sending like links to people. Yeah. And we did. We we met up with a, f- a couple of friends of ours, and we were like, "Oh, we were on a podcast," mm. and gave them the link. I haven't got any feedback from that yet. They probably didn't listen to it. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think it's late. I'm tired as well. They've just got to get home. My intern. Um, <laughs> I think he wanted to go home when he called you like half an hour ago. Well, all the thing is, he just wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> he me as in When life. he sent you that message like 45 minutes ago, it was actually, can we go now? <laughs> You're talking too much. That's <laughs> um, can we get back as on the way home? Yeah. But no, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. That was um, episode number 30 with Jackson and Nikki. 30 episodes? Yeah. That was 30. It's a huge... It's a huge number, I think. Master. When is this coming out? Um, when I get back to Canberra. That's where I'm Oh, is that where you're from? <laughs> yeah. Is that where you're going back to? You can oh, stay there. Trust me, I can't wait to get back. I mean, I'm having, <laughs> I, I'm having fun with my cousins. Like, it's, it's, been, it's been a good holiday so far. I've met you guys. But I can't wait to go back to Canberra. I'm, 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 I miss the city so much now. I don't know. I've been the two since we came and visited you. Yeah. Two it's weeks. Right? Down there. Yeah, that was two weeks ago, and yeah. it's it, it's good, right? It's it's quiet, and you really see the difference when you travel when yeah. you go through to two places. Um, um, but yeah, I think I've said bye quite a few times now. <laughs> you, just, you just keep saying bye, then you keep talking. Just All keep right. bringing up Canberra. <laughs> every time, every time it's a new conversation, it's Canberra. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Anything you want to add before we go? Nothing. Just thanks for having us, and it's always a really good time talking to you and coming up with all sorts of bands. 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 <laughs> bands. Truths. <laughs> Alright, that that's us signing out. Cheers. Bye bye. Woo! That was good.